Welcome to Good Guy Grants Podcast. It's mad decent. And this is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk a little baseball, talk a little Colin Kaepernick, and we start off talking about Major League Baseball between the owners and players basically going back and forth and arguing. Uh, For people that don't know, baseball was supposed to start at the end of April. It is now middle of June, towards the end of June, and we still don't have baseball going on. Uh, The proposal from the owners to the players is the salaries. uh, They're getting close on the salaries. The players want 100% of it. The owners want to give them, you know, how many, ever many games that they play type of salaries. The owners want to play 66 games. The players want to play a little bit over 70 games or 70 games to be exact. Uh, The biggest thing with the players and why they keep rejecting deals and everything like that, because they know with the amount of TV money that the owners are going to get once baseball starts back up is going to be outrageous. And the players want to get as much money as possible in this deal. So that way it takes care of themselves. They know the owners are going to cry that they're losing all this money and they're not getting everything that they wanted. Uh, Ultimately, the players want their full salary and the owners want baseball to come back. So not only can they make money uh, from TV revenue and sales of jerseys and everything, but they can make money off of um, possibly, you know, putting fans in the stands, whether they do it like the Korean baseball way to where they'll put a little bit at a time and kind of go from there. That's going to make the owners more money as well. And the players know that uh, for the players, the representative for the players is Tony Clark. He was a former Major League Baseball player. He was a first baseman. He played a number of years for the Detroit Tigers and other clubs as well. Uh, Rob Manfred basically came out and said that he wants all the news to stop going out into the media, basically, of what's going on, what kind of deals are happening. Well, Rob, you're a little late to the party. I mean, your sport has not started back up. We're just now hearing from you the last couple weeks. And baseball will start supposed to start back up in April. Like, where you been? You know, that's a couple months waiting, just kind of sitting there doing nothing. Rob Manfred is probably one of the worst commissioners in sports. He made a statement the other day talking about the Black Lives Matter and how he's, you know, behind the, everything. And the way I'm seeing it is what took you so long to come out and say that? With the way your sport is, you have so many players from different countries and uh, players from this country as well. Uh, you have players coming from you know, over in Asia, some from South America, uh, Central America as well. And you basically waited this long to come out and say, well, I support the movement and everything. Now, when it comes to kneeling, you know, he's kind of on the fence and everything. And the reason for that is because the owners don't necessarily all back players kneeling. Uh, it's the kind of the older generation things when it comes to that. So the older generation, and this happens even in regular society, not just with ownership, but the older People, that's the people usually about 50 and over, do not agree with players kneeling for the national anthem or during it, and they think it's disrespectful towards the troops and the flag. When the players are doing it for racial equality, they're doing it so that way people in this country get treated equally, and unfortunately that demographic, that 50 and over, don't support that. Uh, A lot of the owners in Major League Baseball and our sports are a little bit older owners. Um, What I thought was nice... Uh, and this is non-baseball, but Mark Cuban came out and said 
if the players kneel, he hopes to be right next to him so he can kneel as well. Now, Mark Cuban's been to a couple of Black Lives Matter protests, rallies. Um, but going back to Major League Baseball uh, with Rob Manford basically coming out and saying that he doesn't want all this news going into the media. You know how you prevent that, Rob? You get a deal done, pretty much. You talk to your owners and say, hey, players want this. Let's get it going. Let's get back to playing baseball. Give the players their salary. Uh, Albert Pujols, who plays for the LA Angels, did play for the St. Louis Cardinals for a number of years, plays you know, DH, first base for the Angels right now. He decided to give money back to um, the LA Angels farm system players, players in the minor leagues, which was nice. But it's not his job to do that. It's the owners. During the pandemic, which we are going through with the COVID-19, the owners should still be paying the players their money. Now, even though they're not playing right now, they should get at least 60% of their salary. Going forward, at least some money coming in. Uh, with the players making little, which is minor league money, I think they should get the full salary until the pandemic is over. I think there should be a certain amount of money to where you should get 100% money compared to 60%. Uh, where that be coming from, um, it's kind of like when you're unemployed and you get that unemployment check. You get like a fraction of what you were making before. Why is that different when players are not playing? They should still get some money out of it. Now, whether it's you know the full amount or a certain portion of the amount, they should still get it, even though they're not working. Uh, Rob Manfred basically has been a ghost up until the last couple of weeks. You know, nobody's heard from him. Nobody knew what baseball was going to do. Now he doesn't like the fact that so many people in the media, so many fans have come out basically saying that it's a joke that baseball hasn't started. Uh, it should have started a while ago. Uh, and I agree with the fans. I think baseball should get going. Uh, we don't want to have baseball going too long to where it's going to go into the prior second wave of the COVID-19. Uh, with right now 22 states up in uh, positive tests for COVID. Uh, we want to make sure we get as many baseball games as we can in before the second wave uh, hits. I saw Dr. Fauci the other day saying that the NFL needs to put their games in a bubble. Uh, we'll talk about that on another episode. But when it comes to baseball, I think if you do you know, 70 games, I think you'll be able to get those in. There's going to be some games where it's going to be back-to-back, uh, which I think the players will be fine. You know, They had plenty of rest uh, to kind of sit and wait. Uh, I think spring training and training camp for the the players is going to be where they're going to get in shape. They're going to get their field back of playing baseball, which will be good. So they need a couple weeks for that. Uh, with In terms of you know the time frame, I really wish the MLB would get it done. I know they talked about a July 4th restart. Um, I don't see that happening with it being the middle to the late part of June. I think that's going to be difficult. Hopefully in the next few days, they'll be able to get something worked out and they'll be able to do something to where we can get Major League Baseball back. Um, and yeah, I hope, I hope baseball comes back soon. Uh, the next topic I want to talk about is the Anthony Lynn comments about Colin Kaepernick. For people who don't know who Anthony Lynn is, he is the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Been there for a few years. Um, I think three or four. I can't remember off the top of my head. He basically came out and said that Colin Kaepernick should be on people's workout list. Or Anthony Lynn, if that's the case, why isn't Colin Kaepernick on your workout list? You know, Anthony Lynn came out and said it's crazy for teams not to have Colin Kaepernick on the workout list. Anthony Lynn, what are you waiting for? You got Tyrod Taylor, 
who was benched in Cleveland, played you know three four three games in 2018. Didn't start last year at all because Philip Rivers was the starter for the Chargers. Got Easton Stick, who's never thrown a pass in the regular season. Basically, he's kind of like one of those third quarterback, you know, carry the clipboard type players. And then you have Justin Herbert, their first round pick uh, out of Oregon that they drafted this year. Colin Kaepernick can come in, possibly beat out Tyrod Taylor. I know he'd be out Easton Stick. So you're looking at three quarterbacks there. But Anthony Lynn, if you want to come out and say that, you know, Colin Kaepernick should be on the workout list, put him on there. Don't hold up and just come out and say that. Actually do it then. People don't know Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in a few years uh, because of his taking a knee, uh, to which Roger Goodell came out and basically said that the NFL handled that situation wrongly, that they should have supported Colin Kaepernick back then for taking a knee, uh, which Colin Kaepernick did that for racial equality and because to fight against the basically black people being targeted by the police. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's done a great job in the community, raising money, donating money to different communities across the world. Uh, he just wants to play. Ultimately, I think the Chargers should give him a shot. A couple other teams I think he should get a shot with is Jacksonville. They have Gardner Minshew. Um, I'm still not sold on the Chicago Bears situation, but I know they have a lot of money invested in Nick Foles now since they acquired him from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, who got his fifth-year option declined, so he's probably in his last year of his deal. Uh, so I can see that being a good destination for them. Uh, you also have the Bengals with Brian Finley. I think the Bengals should give Kaepernick a workout. Ultimately, I don't see it happening because of not just who's on the QB roster. I mean, they have Joe Burrow, first overall pick out of LSU, but the reason I can't see the Bengals doing it is because Mike Brown is a terrible owner. He's probably one of the most overrated owners in the NFL. He's known as a really cheap owner, somebody who kind of doesn't follow the other owners, kind of does his own thing and does it kind of like an old-school mentality where I think he'd have a problem with Colin Kaepernick uh, if he decided to sign him and then kneel during the national anthem. I think Mike Brown would have an issue with that. Uh, ultimately, I think the, the Bengals would be a great destination for Colin Kaepernick. He can help mentor Joe Burrow, who's already came out and said he supports the, the, all the, not the riots, but the protests and everything that's going on across the world. Joe Burrow is a big, has been really outspoken over the past month about equality and racial justice. Uh, so it's really good to see that. But if you're Anthony Lynn, going back to him, and again, he's the coach of the hit, the LA Chargers. And he said, it's crazy not to have Colin Kaepernick on the workout list. Well, then do it. You know who else should be on that workout list is Cam Newton. Cam Newton has taken a team to the Super Bowl before. He's been an MVP in the NFL. Has he had shoulder problems in the past? Of course. You know, he's coming off surgery. I know a lot of teams are probably staying away from him because of the fact that they can't do a physical on him right now because of the whole COVID-19. But I think uh, Cam Newton should be on that list of players working out. A couple other players I think who should get workouts as well is Everson Griffin, who was a defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Had multiple A-plus sack years. You got Jadavian Clowney, who, in my opinion, should be on a team right now. But ultimately, I think he's asking for too much money. He's the defensive end. Uh, played for Seattle last year before they played for the Texans. Former first overall pick. Uh, I think Jadavian Clowney is asking for way too much money. Uh, he wants between 17 and 18. And I think the Browns made the highest offer of about $13 million. Uh, I can't see Jadavian Clowney getting 
any more than 13 or 14 the Browns have offered. Uh, he's not a double-digit sack person. Uh, he's a, When you look at him physically, he's a freak of nature. He's huge. But you know the double-digit sacks just not, have not been there for him, so I don't think he's going to get the money he necessarily should. But for... You know, Anthony Lynn to come out and say the thing about Colin Kaepernick. I hope other coaches do that as well. Uh, I know, you know, Brian Flores is a big uh, activist in the community down there in Miami for the Dolphins. Does a great job. Um, one of the owners and coaches who have not really spoke about it is Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones, who has not commented on the protest or the basically the equality that's going on that people want across the United States, across the world, actually. You know, there's protests in London and a couple of destinations across the world as well. Um, Jerry Jones has not came out and spoke publicly about that, which I thought was kind of rude and uh, also needs to do something about that. Um, but it is Texas, so you never know with that state. Um, Mike McCarthy has not commented on Colin Kaepernick yet. But I think teams... Should work him out? Do I think it's going to happen? I don't think so. I think with Colin Kaepernick sitting out for a few years, I can't see a team taking a flyer on him just based on the fact that it would bring so much media attention and basically a circus to the team and the organization. I don't see a team signing him. I know Roger Goodell came out with that little half-ass, you know, team should sign Colin Kaepernick. I support it. Roger Goodell, you're the reason Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. You're the reason why he's not in the NFL. You and the NFL owners basically blackballed Colin Kaepernick and said, uh, we don't want you in this league. You know, here's somebody go away. You know, the way you kneeled you know, was disrespectful towards the flag and towards the troops. What's not was not when Colin Kaepernick was talking about. Um, but I, I ultimately, I don't see a team signing Kaepernick right now. I don't. Uh, it's kind of sad because I think he would be either a great backup or a spot starter in the NFL. He can still run. He's still working out each and every day. Uh, I see his post all the time about working out and getting ready for the season. He's in great shape. Uh, the only issue with him is he hasn't taken a, a hit, like an NFL hit, in almost four years. So it's it's always different when you're actually on the gridiron, you're on the field, and you take that hit, and then you can tell – if your body really is able to take the pounding, take the beating, and kind of go forward from there. Um, so that's my opinion on the Kaepernick situation and what Anthony Lynn said. Uh, it's great to see that the NHL is coming back next month. Uh, I know they've already started uh, training camp and uh, what's going on down there. The NBA is coming back uh, July 30th, which would be nice. Um, I know there's... A lot of media attention the past couple days with you know players and organizations testing positive. I know in baseball I saw it was eight people in the Phillies organization, five of them players, three of them on the staff that tested positive for COVID-19. I anticipate those numbers actually going up over the next several weeks, with uh, especially not only with college but in pro. I know the University of Texas, they had about 15 players test positive for COVID-19. Um, out of probably 90 players that are on the roster, that's counting walk-ons. That's not just all people on scholarship. Uh, but I expect a lot of teams to have positive tests uh, in the next few weeks. Um, I know with the state of Florida, the COVID testing, uh, positive testing has come back with a lot more uh, testing positive than before. I think uh, it has to do with 
the access to the testing to be able to give people the necessary testing to be able to get it so that way they can tell if they test positive or negative. Uh, I expect a lot more teams to come out with positive testing uh, the next couple weeks. Uh, the NHL, I'm curious to see how that's going to happen. Uh, with the NHL playing indoors on ice and everything, a lot of the NHL players uh, are overseas uh, in the offseason. I'm curious to see how many positive tests come out of the NHL uh, to see what's going on with them. Uh, they just had training camp. I think they do a better job than most sports of being able to hide things like that, though, and not letting media basically uh, get around it and to the point to where they can send it out to the mainstream media, which is good on the NHL's part. Um, the MLS, uh, which is Major League Soccer, is going to be starting up in the next couple weeks, which is good. Uh, they had somebody test positive at the Atlanta team, uh, so he's going to have to go into quarantine for the next 14 days. Uh, but it's going to be nice to when they get started back up. The Premier League started uh, a couple days ago, uh, which was nice. Uh, they've been doing testing for the last couple weeks. Any player that tests positive you know, won't be around the team. They have to quarantine for a couple weeks. Uh, it's nice to see Premier League back. Uh, you had the Bundesliga back, which Bayern Munich won. Shocking. They've only won the last seven. Um, it's good to see the Spanish League starting back up. Uh, the one league that's not going to start back up is the uh, League in France. It's usually won by uh, Paris Saint-Germain, PSG. So it's no surprise that PSG was winning, and they basically just said, hey, we're not going to finish the season. Here's your trophy. PSG's like, okay. You know, we're used to winning these trophies the last few years. You know, it's whatever. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot more positive tests coming uh, in the next few weeks on different sports. Uh, it might freak people a little bit out, uh, especially NBA players who are – kind of on the fringe of whether or not they want to go to Orlando or not. Uh, ultimately, you're going to have those positive tests coming. And then with college football, you're going to have 90 players, including walk-ons you know, on campus and everything. The key for what college is going to have to do is they have to make sure that they not only quarantine the players to test positive, but they have to keep those players from going out you know, in the clubs and whatnot, and basically being around people that are exposed to COVID-19, and then they bring it back to campus, and it could expose a lot of players on the team. So they basically have to keep those players in a bubble. And if you're a college student playing for, uh, football or any kind of sport, it's really tough not to go out, you know, say you come off a big win. Uh, it's tough to not go out and celebrate uh, that. So it's going to be interesting to see what college football does. That doesn't start back up until middle to late August. Uh, I think they possibly have to delay it, though, depending on how many players test positive. Um, I think a lot of uh, baseball players are going to come back testing positive as well uh, for COVID-19 uh, as spring training and uh, it's not even spring anymore, summer. Uh, when they do their training and their preseason, I think some players are going to test positive on different clubs. I anticipate that uh, they'll have to do the two-week quarantine. I think the NBA, uh, you know, playing down in Florida, down in Orlando, it's going to be interesting um, to see what the NBA does. Now they're going to put all the players in the same hotel, and uh, it was kind of funny listening to when Kyrie Irving basically said he doesn't want to go down to Orlando. Well, Kyrie, you're not even playing in the playoffs. You're not even playing those last eight games. You haven't played most of the season. Why should you have an opinion on that? You're not. You don't even necessarily need to be there for the bubble. And one of the reasons I don't take Kyrie Irving's statement seriously is because after complaining about going to Orlando, you know, one of the questions he asked was, 
well, what kind of food are they going to serve us in the hotel? Yeah, he literally asked that question. I don't know why. So, Kyrie, maybe focus on getting healthy and doing your thing and rehabbing and staying out of Orlando and doing what's best for you. You know, if, if you're a player and you're in the NBA and you don't you know, feel safe, I know Damian Lillard's done it. My thing with Damian Lillard is you don't want to go to where the bubble is in Orlando, but you're out protests uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, which I fully support. But there's a good chance you can get a you know a positive COVID test being surrounded by all those people as you guys are marching. And it's the same thing. So basically you're saying, I support the protest, which I do as well. But I don't support being in a bubble to where I get the testing necessarily to be able to play the sport that I love. I don't understand that at all. I think if NBA players realize what kind of voice they can have uh, being down in Orlando and finish the season, I think they can do a lot. Uh, they're going to do a lot of interviews, which gives them time to uh, basically support the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, gives them a chance, you know, when they do the national anthem to wear those Black Lives Matter shirts. Uh, if they want to kneel, they, they kneel, they'll kneel. I think the the NBA, you can you can definitely help uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement by doing certain things, uh, which is good. But yeah, I don't, I didn't take Kyrie Irving's statement seriously when I found out he literally asked, "What kind of food are they going to be serving in the hotel?" Who gives a shit? It's food. You're a millionaire. You be down there for, you know, however long Brooklyn stays in, which to me, you know, I'm not with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out. I don't see Brooklyn standing much of a chance uh, when they're down there. But basically, Kyrie, go down there, earn your money, which you'll get your money because your team's going to make the playoffs, and basically eat whatever food they give you. And then just after that, Live your millionaire lifestyle and basically enjoy the off season. Now, with the NBA finishing up, uh, you know the draft's not going to be until about September or October, somewhere around there. Uh, it depends on Wave Two, though, so that can get pushed back as well. And then they would start next season in December, which would be kind of different. I'm used to the NBA coming back around Halloween, uh, so it's going to be different seeing that around Christmas time. Uh, but yeah, the Kyrie Irving comments just—I just shook my head when I saw that. But. Glad to see the NBA is coming back. Glad to see the NHL starting back up. Uh, glad to see the soccer league coming around, except for in France. And hopefully we're able to get this baseball started and uh, get going. Uh, like us on Facebook on the Good Guy Grant page. Follow me on Twitter at Good Guy Grant. Uh, any suggestions or advice, please let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode and enjoy your weekend.